Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. This is show number 61, released on January 27th, 2010. My name is Steve Eunice, and joining me is Neil Bailey. G'day, Neil. Hey, Steve, I just got up from the New Year's Eve party. How you doing? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a, a brand new year, which is, this is our first uh, podcast for 2010, and uh, it looks like a promising year ahead. Yeah, it looks pretty, well, it can't possibly, last year was pretty harried, <laughs> pretty haggard, so it can't be much worse than that, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, looking promising for Superman and uh, for us both individually, so Let's uh, look forward to 2010 and uh, discuss what's happened so far in uh, this first month of the new year. And uh, there's been there's been a lot happening. Uh, although you know Smallville uh, hasn't returned as yet of this as of this recording. Uh, its uh, first episode is January 29th. It was scheduled for January 22nd, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so we haven't had any Smallville. We haven't had any new Superman movie news. Um, but still, there's a lot to talk about. What did you want to touch on first? Well, it looks like we uh, we got a lot of stuff going on in the Superman comics. It seems to be winding towards the War of the Supermen. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, kind of almost, it, 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 it seems to be heading towards a conclusion with Nightwing and Flamebird. And you've got um, a lot of motion with the Monel plot at, at last, kind of moving towards yeah. something. Um and Supergirl has kind of gone into a one, little one-issue thing with um, with the Silver Banshee, but uh, all in all, it's been pretty good and steady. What do you think so far of the year? Yeah, well, I've initially we looked at the world uh, world of New Krypton. That was a said it was going to be fifteen chapters, and then they kept saying twelve, and there was a bit of confusion at whether it was twelve or fifteen. But I guess what we can look at now is see that well, those twelve are done, and then they've got a three chapter. Um, what's it called that we've got coming War, up? War of the Supermen? War of the Supermen. So, uh, that's, uh, interesting. Oh, no, sorry, it's the last stand of New Krypton is those three chapters that will, oh, finish, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That will finish off the, uh, the, the New Krypton saga, so to speak. So, the last stand of New Krypton is a three-issue miniseries that I guess really is the three chapters that we originally thought were going to be the 15 chapters of, uh, World of New Krypton. Yeah, they've gone. Uh, they they've changed it as they go, which is kind of a good thing, you know. A lot of people would complain about that, but I think it's good that they're letting the story tell them where they're gonna go. Yeah, exactly. Um, so far, I, I don't know. A lot of I, I've heard complaints about World of Krypton, but I, I've I've enjoyed it a lot myself personally. It's well, not as action packed as say necessarily another Superman um, story, but it's the first one in a while that's actually kind of explored the implications of Superman's powers a little bit, as opposed to, you know, just telling, oh, look, here's a big guy. Let's have Superman beat on him for a while. It's like uh, putting him putting him in a circumstance that he doesn't necessarily understand or that he can't necessarily control, and over time how he's adapting to it and, and, and proving how he's a hero. It's kind of cool. Yeah, well, and, it's, put him, uh, it's put him outside his comfort zone, hasn't he, in a way that he can't just bash and, and barge through something. It's He's got to use... The, the the his knowledge of of uh, human beings and people's uh, emotions and uh, you know bring into to uh, to play all the things that the Kents taught him about what's right and wrong and how to be a good person. Yeah, and and that's great because you don't usually see that as much in Superman. Sometimes you see stuff that threatens him very much, like very personally, but you don't often see him thrown into a place where he's not totally in control or in his element. Or if you do, it's usually kind of arbitrary. It's like, oh yes, well now you've lost the ability to speak, Superman. What are you going to do? <laughs> but but it's um he's created a real uh, er, the 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 um. Sorry has presented a real problem that that would be difficult to for for anyone to deal with, much less a guy even with the power to destroy a moon with his fists. Exactly. And um, I'm curious to see how it resolves, and I think it's going to be something that ultimately he can't control because that's one of the things about Superman that he he can't ever control the way that people act um, necessarily. I mean, he can he can stop any unmovable object, if you will, but he can't really defeat free will, <laughs> which is kind of you know. If you look at it in a sense of uh, of a religious perspective, that's kind of that's kind of been the age old debate, you know, about the argument from evil. But um, 
I think that uh, New Krypton is, isn't necessarily aspiring to redefine philosophical precepts like that, but um, I think uh, uh, in terms of mental stimulation in a comic book, you know, it's it's had a little bit more going for it than your average bear. Yeah, well, I think uh, the World of New Krypton title has probably been the most entertaining of the lot uh, because of, obviously, the fact that, you know, Kal-El is in it, uh, Superman, Clark Kent, or whatever you want to call him, he's the one yeah. that's, uh, that we're the reason why we're reading Superman comic books. So where you've got the other titles, uh, Superman and Action Comics, uh, you know, Superman is barely in them. And, uh, yes, his, um, you know, uh, his uh, presence is felt in those comics and the, the characters are reacting because of, of his, um, you know, friendship to them. But really the story of Monel and the story of Nightwing and Flamebird aren't the reason why we're Superman fans. And I think the sooner we get this those titles back to telling Superman stories, still with the new Krypton elements in it. Don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying that, that side of things, but I just think Superman missing from those titles is doing them uh, more damage than good. Yeah, well, you know, what? what's really weird for me is that uh, I was getting tired of straight-up Superman stories, you know? Like, <laughs> I'd, heard of, I'd, I'd heard and seen a million of them, you know? And, and now, like, you get this situation where he's away for a little while... And you start craving a straight-up Superman story, and not in a way like, oh, if they don't do that, I'm not going to read it nah. anymore. Yeah. But more like, it's like it, it's going to be really cool when he comes back, in, exactly. in the way that, that Superman Forever was. You know, like, a, as bad as the whole electric Superman thing was for most people, myself included to a degree, when he pops back in the red and blue and yellow, you're just like, ah, okay, I'm ready for this again. And they could have told a story about practically anything, and as long as it had Superman in the suit telling a typical story, I probably would have enjoyed it a little more. Yeah, it's kind of a strange way that works. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing Superman come back to Metropolis because of the fact that he's been away for so long. So, yeah, it, it has been a necessary evil, I guess. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't know. It, it's it's just it's it's not business as usual, which is rare, and I'm kind of enjoying that aspect of it a lot. Yeah. But uh, so we'll see what happens with those uh, titles and with the uh, last end of New Krypton miniseries coming up, which will uh, give us a nice ending or cap to the uh, to the world of New Krypton series that's been going on for the last year. So yeah. we, look, we look forward to to those titles. Uh, Adventure Comics is another book that's really been part of the Superman family now for, what is it, six issues? Yeah, and, something like that. And uh, it's told, especially this last chapter, issue number six, has told a really great Superman-centric story uh, yeah. without Superman being in it. But it has ramifications because it's set in Smallville. Uh, it's got Crypto, Martha Kent, and you know Connor Kent trying to be like Superman and trying not to be like Lex Luthor because of the fact that his DNA is made up of the two of them and trying to and coming to the realization that well he's really neither he's himself he's definitely yeah. not Lex Luthor and he's you know you can't live up to being Superman but what he is as Connor Kent is, is it's a unique person and a good person and he realizes that you know he uh has the responsibilities of being Connor Kent rather than trying to live up to the responsibilities of Superman yeah, well, you know, I, I thought the last chapter was a pretty darn good Luthor story, and you know how much of a sucker I am for Luthor. It, it even made the uh, the prison uniform Luthor aspect of it, as opposed to the calculating businessman, okay to me. Yeah. Um, I, I, you've read that, right? The uh, the newest one? Yes, I have, and Brainiac's involvement was yeah. uh, just really set us up for uh, something we know is looming uh, with this Brainiac and the Legion of, of Superheroes story that we're... Uh, being, you know, told to to expect, you know, in the next year. On, the, you know, on the one hand, it's really weird because it's like the 1985 Superman and Luthor. It's like we've jumped back 25 years. You've got you've got Brainiac being like, "Well, this flesh is not helping you. Let's move on. I must be logical." And then you've got Luthor like, "I can cure you, or I can take it away." And to a degree, that's snidely whiplash. But to another degree, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is a reimagining in a modern way of the old concept that's kind of working for me. But, you know, it could work really badly if it were told in a Silver Age style, which is, you know, it, 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 I, I, I'm learning more and more that it doesn't necessarily matter how they've got the universe aligned, it's who's writing it and how they're writing it. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. It makes me more adaptable. It means that I'm going to be okay if they restart the universe, whereas before I thought I might stop reading comics kind of thing. Sure. Well, Jeff but, Johns is finished now with Adventure Comics. Issue number six was his final 
uh, issue writing that title, which is sad because I really enjoyed what he was doing with, with the title. And now it's moving, I guess, into more of a Legion... Levitz! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Levitz writing, it's moving more towards a Legion of Superheroes title. And um, I guess issue number seven and eight will probably tell the tale of whether or not we continue reading it as Superman fans or whether we, you know, uh, just see it as another DC Comics book. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It'd be neat to see if they keep tying the Legion into Superman. They've brought the Legion in rather prominently. I don't know, to, to kind of hit and miss with me, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's, eh, you know, what's that? But Yeah, well, it looks like, and I'm only going by what I've seen in the solicitations, that Teen Titans might end up being more of a Connor Kent book than Adventure Comics. Yeah, well, that would be nice. You know, it's, it's I, I don't to be more prominent in that title in those solicitations. Well, I really like the Connor Kent Teen Titans years. I, I I enjoyed them quite a bit. You know, when Jeff Johns was writing them for a couple of years there, and um, I've been trying to read Teen Titans for, ever since he split. You know, every once in a while I'll pick up an issue, and I just haven't been enjoying it as much. And I think it's the because of what Connor Kent brought to it, the Connor uh, Connor Cassie Tim Drake kind of thing, and sure. and with Superman and and Batman in these all kind of weird off to the side kind of things going on. There, there hasn't really necessarily been a chance for the Teen Titans to have that team demographic going on. Or te- te- team demographic. No, that team <laughs> spirit going on. Um, and I'm just hoping that'll bring it back to it. But e- either way, it's just good to have Connor back. I, I don't know if it was a mistake to kill him because it was a really good story and a really good, you know, a really good death to a degree. Yeah. And he is kind of this weird dangling thing like Power Girl, you know? Um, like it's one of those things that makes you think, oh yes, this is a continuity that was started in 1985 and then just kind of disappeared in 2000. And yet these characters are still here. It makes you start thinking like, you know, how did Batman have four straight apprentices and you know, like he has an age today kind of thing, but it's still a great character. So it's hard to let go of. Yep. But, uh, Superman, Batman seems to be about to kick into its, uh, flashback uh, era of uh, stories where they tie in Superman, Batman stories to oh. past DC Comics uh, tales. Yeah, what was going on with that? I read the the recent Joe Casey one and I looked up and I was like, our world's at lore? Really? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that's right. And Joe Casey's, uh, what's it, Superman, Batman, uh, I'm looking at the uh, solicitations now, Superman, Batman number 71, uh, which will yeah. be out in April 2010, is a, uh, yeah, is a world's at war uh, Superman, Batman tale. So, uh, I, oh wow, Joe Casey. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know, let's muddy the confusion a little bit more with that title's continuity. You know, well, I that's, think that's they what should... they're planning to do. They're planning to get these Superman, Batman stories to fit in with right. uh, past continuity to bring it then up to date and bring it back into the mainstream. Oh, I tell you, you know, they could just well, they could just go back and write Silver Age stories in Superman, Batman. I mean, that's the reason why people are buying Superman, Batman. It's got that Silver Age feel, but that world's finest feel. But uh, anyway, yeah. so that's what's happening with the Superman books. Um, did you want to move into Smallville? Or was there anything you wanted else to touch on on the no, books? No, I'm I'm pretty comic out. What do you think of Smallville so far? Well, like I said in the beginning of the show, we haven't had an episode yet since our last podcast. Uh, episode uh, number what is it? Number ten is ten. Uh, I think yeah, yeah. They did, to... they did nine before the break. I'm not sure why, but that's they right. usually do. But um, it was supposed to air on January twenty second. Um, it was scheduled to air then, but then obviously we've had this uh, uh, horrible thing that's happened in Haiti with the earthquakes and the, the just the de- sheer devastation that's going on there. And yeah. so uh, all the networks, including the CW, uh, participated in a telethon to raise money for those uh, people uh, who were suffering in Haiti. And um, Smallville was uh, put back a week to uh, allow the CW to participate in that uh, worthy cause. And so Disciple, the the title of that episode, is airing on January 29th. And uh, episode 10 of season 9 will kick off the continuation of, of this season on the CW for 2010. This is this is going to be the first time in the history of Smallville where I will not be able to get mad at them for a disjointed uh, plot point. <laughs> you know, like, how did this happen? There's no A to B. <laughs> and, and I'll be like, well, because it's Haiti. You know, it's like with politicians. It's like, if you vote for this, you hate children. You don't hate children, do you? You know, and in this case, I'll be like, you criticize the plot. 
And you do not sympathize with the plight of Haiti. You sympathize with the plight of Haiti, don't you? I can't, and of well, course, I truly do. I mean, because it's really a horrible situation. But there is well, some. It's it's still kind of funny. I guess you're talking there in regards to the fact that um, Absolute Justice will still air on February 5th, where Warrior, yes. which was supposed to be in between Disciple and Absolute Justice, will now air after Absolute Justice. So it remains to be seen whether or not there is any disjointedness because of the fact that Warrior is uh, now after Absolute Justice rather than before. So, mm, interesting. And so I can't be like, how did Clark get that mohawk when he suddenly walks on with the mohawk? <laughs> and be like, it happened last episode that I can't see, but we'll see in the future. And and all of you people listening have probably already seen it in the future, so it's, you know, it's it's a paradox. Yeah, uh, well, uh, it remains to be seen also how the numbering goes, and I guess the DVD, when that finally comes out for Season 9, will decide whether or not Warrior airs in its original position on, in the listings, or whether uh, it uh, it will air as it will as it will be listed as it aired uh, after Absolute Justice, and whether or not Absolute Justice is actually listed as two episodes in the count or one. My brain just exploded. Yeah, mine is too because I'm trying to work out how to <laughs> how to list it in an episode guide. Do we put uh, Warrior as episode thirteen because uh, Absolute Justice is eleven and twelve, being a double episode or two hour telly movie? Uh, I'll see. I'll wait to see what the CW do, and then follow their their, their lead. The world's gone, man! Uh, I tell you what, these are the things we have to worry about. I know, my <laughs> gosh, it's like, oh, and 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 we're supposed to sympathize with the people in Haiti? No, <laughs> I knew you'd go there. <laughs> yeah, of course I'd go there. It's me, but no. In, in all seriousness, to bring up a serious point, if you yeah. folks are not contributing to the Haiti folks, uh, you, you better do so. All joking aside, because. Jesus, they're going through some miserable stuff right now. Uh, disasters seem to hit the worst places, as don't they? The just the 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 people who are down and out as it is get hit. Yeah, well, it's it's a, it's a self perpetuating cycle. It's like poverty in the U.S. They they've got a situation of where they can't because of their because their finances build to code. You know, you can't put reinforced concrete up yeah. if you haven't got enough money to afford rebar. I mean, there are people in the United States who can't afford bloody rebar. And and so when an earthquake hits, a place like Haiti is just going to get demolished. It's like it's like what happened in New Orleans to a degree. You know, you expect the that things are going to get taken care of. They don't get taken care of because you 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 just believe that things are going to be all right. And then this horrible horrible thing happens, and everybody has to, you know, it, the, the the human cost is incredible. Ah, oh, just tragic. So uh, yeah, our problems are uh, really nothing compared to what's going yeah, on over absolutely there. Absolutely nothing. So yeah. let's let's put that in perspective. Uh, Absolutely. Moving on, we'll uh, we, we don't want to drag this episode down, uh, you know, and make people miserable. But uh, did you? What did you think of the Absolute Justice promotion? It was only a very short video. But, I thought uh, you weren't going to make me miserable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it was actually a good promo. Um, I, I, I like seeing all the characters in in. Um, it, it, at least they're trying to go with regular uniforms. You know, they didn't change them and make them into really strange um, pseudo versions of their uniform. Um, and if we see any of them in the actual uniforms like they're trying to do with Hawkman, I'm, I'm thinking it could be really, really great. Yeah, there are always going to be complaints. People are saying, oh, Hawkman's mask is too big or doesn't look like it fits properly or it's too thick or, you know, uh, power, what's her name, uh, Stargirl's, you know, mask is too big for her face. And, you know, yeah. these, these are, they're always going to be, you know, I mean, we had the same thing with Superman Returns. His costume, oh, yeah. the red, the red always, not the right color. The cape's too heavy. It's, you know, the I, I always go back to that old argument with X-Men. You know, you looked at the X-Men comic, or the X-Men character, um, they, they, they put out pictures of the X-Men, and that was like the first time the internet spoke up and was like, I'm not going to go see this movie because the, the costume looks like this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um... They they look terrible. They looked absolutely terrible, and then you see them in motion, and it's really really great. So really, we got to wait and watch. Like the Persuader outfit, if you look at that for uh, as a still on uh, for for Legion last year or whatever, you know, like the Legion of Superheroes one, it looked pretty abysmal. But then in motion, it was pretty bloody cool. So yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, they never they're never going to be able to have everybody uh, satisfied with what they come up with. There's always going to be somebody who who doesn't like what they've come up with. So, you know, I say good on them for, for you know, making these superheroes look like they're supposed to look. It just it just kills me that Clark Kent, Superman, doesn't look the way he's supposed to look. Yeah, yeah, they're making an effort. You know, if they go ten seasons, they got to put them in the dang suit. I tell you, it's just... Well, it, I don't think they do, because this is not yeah. the story of Superman. This is the story uh, of Clark Kent becoming Superman. And yeah. if they've got to drag it out, well, 
make it the tenth season, uh, then they are dragging out the story of Clark Kent becoming Superman to a almost preposterous level. But uh, you know, hey, more Superman, more power to them. Uh, more, yeah. more, more Clark Kent anyway. But uh, season ten is looking likely. It's still rumored. There's no, you know, you'll you'll read websites saying, oh, it's it's a done deal behind the scenes. They're already saying it's a done deal. But uh, right. believe me, the people who who know, the people at Smallville are saying, look, it's not a done deal. Uh, you know, no announcement has been made. No official announcement has been made. Uh, even behind the scenes, they're still up in the air. So uh, we won't probably know until close to May, uh, yeah. where the you know the the um, where they decide on which episode, which seasons, which shows get picked up for a new season, and which don't. So um, it's looking likely, and I think with absolute justice and the ratings that it will receive, uh, that will tilt the CW executives over the edge and say, hey, look. Absolute Justice did great numbers. Let's do this again. Yeah, and and I'd be, you know, I, it, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I would just be upset if there were no Superman show on television. Um, be it good, bad, or indifferent. It's it, it's really good to still have Smallville around. Um, practically speaking, <laughs> after ten years, you know, you'd expect them to kind of, I don't know, but at the same time, it's it, it seems to be. Not improving in quality of storytelling, but improving in quality of visuals, yeah. at least, if that yeah. makes sense. It's like, things are looking more like a Superman universe, which is kind of neat to look at. And even if you you can't enjoy all the merits of, this, of, the, uh, of the episode itself, sometimes it's just really cool to see something like a Metallo that looks like Metallo. Or in this case, uh, a uh, Justice Society that looks like a Justice Society. Or, or uh, I don't know, even z- making Xan and Jaina look alright. Yeah. You know, well, talking about making it look more like a Superman universe, uh, we've got Martha Kent coming back and Perry yes. White coming back. Now, yeah. obviously, uh, Annette O'Toole and Mike McKean are husband and wife, so I'm sure a deal was done uh, to have the both of them uh, come back uh, together. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great to see Martha come back, even if it is for just one episode. And uh, we need, obviously, to see her insight into what she thinks of how Clark's progressing and where he's going and it, it only makes sense for them to touch base sooner or later god i mean it's what three years or something since she's even been mentioned nearly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think they've talked on the phone twice <laughs> but i don't know I, I i obviously like the idea of martha and uh and perry coming back i think what uh what i'm worried about is that there's kind of a curse associated with smallville when when a major character comes back that it just kind of stinks um <laughs> Like you had uh, when Lana oh, when, came back, uh, kind of Pete derailed. Ross came back. Yeah, yeah. When Pete Ross came back, it was the it was the stride gum episode, which is like <laughs> people still come up to me at constant. Like, did you see that? What, what's with that stride episode? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't work for the show. <laughs> and, and um, <laughs> and then you got what else? When Lana came back, that threw what season seven into the tank, or was it eight? Season I'm, get, eight. I'm getting last season. Year. Yeah, through season eight into the tank a little bit, and. Uh, who else has left his comeback? I'm thinking there's one more that I'm just forgetting and blanking for some reason. Nothing comes to mind. Oh, but... to Luthor, I was going to say. He oh. didn't technically <laughs> no. come back, but when they brought Luthor back in, it was kind of like, what? You know? yeah. yeah, it was but... second rate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, well, Martha, you know, it's it's it can only be a good thing to have her see, you know, and see her reaction and, and ha- yeah. have her talk to her son about, where he's gone and what's he, what he's doing. So that's a good point. Oh, yeah. And then you've got Perry White coming back and the first meeting between him and Lois Lane. Now, I don't know what capacity Perry will be coming back because this is supposedly only a guest appearance for both characters. So it's right. only for the second last episode of the season that they will return. But it could be great. But just what capacity Perry White will be in, whether he'll be actually be at the Daily Planet or not, remains to be seen. It's It's a good opportunity for them to have him... Go to the Daily Planet and spar with the editor, maybe even test to a degree, and be like, I'm going to come and take this paper from you because it deserves to be a grand old lady, you know? And then, like, mm. bam, that gives him an excuse to get out because he's got to go work up his resume, but it's still an excuse to see Perry White and have him interact with Lois and Clark. Well, the last time uh, we saw Perry White, he was, you know, becoming a reformed drunk, so to speak. He was, yes. You know, he'd been, set on the, yeah, he'd been set on the straight and narrow by Clark and decided that, you know, he was going to work his way back to being you know, where he was supposed to be. So you'd hope, by, yeah, well, you spo- you'd hope by this stage that he would be ready to, you know, take up his rightful position. 
yeah, one of the few one of the few uh, good good aspects of the show having run so long that you could bring a character back and he could have totally reformed. You know, it's like like you could get a you could get a black belt in karate in the time this show's been on. A guy who appeared in the first season could come back and be like, I am now a ninja master. You know, <laughs> it's so, kind yeah. of... it'll be interesting to see if Perry how what just where he's at in his life and in his career. And yeah. exactly how they fit him in, and 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 why he's being brought back. I mean, obviously we know why, but if he's not going to be a regular character, and you'd hope that they could organise some kind of a deal where he could become a cast regular if a tenth season is brought about, uh, that would be amazing to have Perry White there at the Daily Planet. Heck yeah, and 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 Annette, you know, bring Annette. I miss Annette. I miss her. <laughs> oh, but you know, if they bring her back, evil, I swear, I'm going to Vancouver. I'm on my bike if I have to. I'm going, All right. <laughs> well, let's uh, leave Smallville behind. Remember the next, the the first episode <laughs> back for 2010 is January 29th. Uh, if it hasn't already aired by the time you're listening to this. So January 29th is Disciple, February 5th is Absolute Justice, the two-hour telly movie, and then Warrior is the week after that on February 12th. So that's Smallville for the uh, next few weeks. Moving on, but to uh, animated movie news, Crisis on Two Earths. We've seen a few video clips and promos and, uh, you know, a fight scene that's uh, been uploaded online. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, it's got that same fight style like from Superman Doomsday and Superman Batman where it's just the the, the they they've learned in animation how to make fights look really good, that kind of shaky cam thing. They didn't have that as much um when I was younger and I enjoyed a great deal. I I was a little off put, you know, maybe this is sexist of me, but when I put a, you know, like you you turn on the clip and then there's Superman, he just jacks Wonder Woman in the face twice <laughs> and you're like, Oh, oh, Ooh, you know, and then you you step back and you analyze and you say, no, it's sexist. They're both fighting. They're both equally com- physical combatants. But you just see this giant man punching a smaller woman in the face twice, and it's like ah, but yeah. well, it, it was brutal though. Yeah, it's Superwoman. Just in case anyone thinks he's actually punching Wonder Woman, yeah, it's Superwoman. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. The, the Wonder Woman. <laughs> the evil. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, it does look good, and and they do have a very good way of choreographing these fights now that seem to intermesh between which character is fighting which other character. And so it's not just a oh, you see Superman punching somebody here. It's you can actually see in the background see the Flash dragging somebody else, and you know Batman yeah. kicking somebody else. So there's all these interwoven fight scenes that are very well, very well choreographed, and um, almost like a dance. And uh, it's uh, quite interesting. But this uh, the whole you know tale of this Crisis on Two Earths um, is uh, looking quite interesting, and I'm um, looking forward to hearing the characters as much as seeing them. Yeah, they didn't have this kind of animation when I was a whippersnapper. It was good. <laughs> well, it's a far cry from the uh, Super Friends animation of the 70s. Not kidding, yeah. Justice League uh, Crisis on Two Earths, available February 23rd on DVD, Blu-ray, and all these other varieties of downloads and on-demand. and uh, other. I'm sure there's a version on iTunes. All Check all that out. February 23rd, we'll be doing reviews of it, for sure. A number Woo-hoo. of them, I'm guessing. So, uh Look for Crisis on Two Earths, February 23rd. Now, the only other movie news I wanted to touch on was the fact that there is no Superman cameo in the Green Lantern movie that's upcoming, um, as we had previously thought that there might be, whether it would be Clark Kent or Superman, but the uh, the director of the Green Lantern movie has said, nope, sorry, no other DC characters will be appearing in the Green Lantern movie. Eh, you know what, though? If you wait until the end and you watch all the credits, Nick Fury is going to be there. Okay. Well, we'll look for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's disappointing because it would have been interesting to see how they would tie in the DC characters, you know, into a, a type of universe for their film uh, universe, I guess. But, uh, nope, not going to happen. So yeah. we'll... Uh, we'll uh, move. But still, it will be interesting to watch a Green Lantern movie. Absolutely. Okay, now the only other thing we wanted to touch on before we move into the big question segment of the show is some great news for the website itself. The Superman homepage was voted the best fan site in the 2009 Project Fanboy Awards, which will be uh, handed out at Megacon uh, in Orlando, Florida in the next few months. So, uh, you know, uh, congratulations to us. Yeah, way to go, Steve. (laughs) Thank you, and thank you, Neil. Uh, Congratulations to everybody who uh, contributes to the site, both writers and and staff members and obviously also the members because, uh, you know, you guys uh, contribute so much to the discussions on the site and the comments and, and uh, you know, obviously it's for you guys that uh, we do it. So um, congratulations to everybody involved and uh, thank you to everyone who voted for us 
to win that award. So uh, it's uh, it's a great honour. Yeah, thanks, guys. Let's start with the big question. Okay, let's move into the big question segment of the show. Uh, last month, we asked everyone where what what their highlight was for Superman in the last decade. Uh, we've got a few responses, and uh, who do we have up first? Well, we got Calvin Bowes, and he wrote, This decade, I have good news and bad news. Good news, Smallville, a show, a show about how Clark becomes Superman. Bad news, it never happens. <laughs> good news, Superman Returns comes out. Bad news, it was a dark and depressing film. Good news, 52, a weekly comic. Bad news, Countdown in Trinity. <laughs> Good, good news, new Justice League movie being made and cast. Bad news, it was never filmed. <laughs> good news, new Superman flick denounced. Bad news, that died as well. Let's have more good than bad next year. Or next, yeah, I would assume he means next decade. Happy yeah, New yeah. Year! That's absolutely what being a, a, a columnist for the Superman homepage is like. Good news! Bad, bad news. news. Good news! <laughs> bad news. <laughs> well done, Calvin. That was uh, quite well yeah. done. So uh, next up we have Guthrie McLean who wrote, the past decade for me has been an interesting ride, though it could have been better considering that Hollywood lost faith in Superman in the movies. But overall, we had a fun decade, a fun-filled de- decade of Superman media, including Superman Homepage, despite not having many good live-action films. Consequently, I've mostly been a Smallville fan. I thought the best moment on Smallville was Chris Reeves' first appearance on the show. My other high was in 2004. Steve put my drawing in the gallery. I was 12. Well, there you go, oh, Guthrie. Yes, <laughs> two thousand. Well, he's now what uh, seventeen. Oh God, we're no, old. eighteen, maybe. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Guthrie. Who's next? Yeah, awesome. David Lynn wrote for me the Superman-related high- highlight of the decade is All Star Superman. The first comics I ever saw were old Silver Age Superman stories that DC released in digest form in the seventies and eighties. So it was great to see how Grant Morrison took the essence of what made those stories so appealing to me as a kid and translated it into something I could enjoy as an adult. This may sound a bit trite, but I really mean it when I say that All Star Superman made me feel like a kid again. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how thankful I am for all the super- for the Superman homepage and all the great people who work on it. Thank you, Steve, Neil, Michael Bailey, Jeffrey Taylor, and everyone else who works. For, so hard for free it must be noted to bring us and not just a great website but one of the ve- very best superman related things in any medium thanks guys woohoo well wow. you're welcome thank you yeah, it's thank a you. very high compliment thank you david very nice I, praise i know those digests he's talking about they're awesome did you ever read one of those in the 80s yes i did yeah those they were great uh a great way to jump into the, the superman universe grabbing those yeah, kinds of digests the first batman stuff i really read and the first giant graphic novel i read cover to cover yeah, well, uh, next up is Rob, who wrote, Best Superman moment of the last ten years? Well, probably the first three minutes of Superman Returns. After waiting for so long to see a Superman movie in theatres, everything until the end of the opening credits was fantastic. Regardless of the fact that what followed was mostly mediocre, save for the plane scene, is was a thrill to see them get something right for three minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's... Well, that's one of those, uh, there's something about that, like like the Indiana Jones movie had the same feel yeah, and the yeah. Star Wars movies, you know, like you watch that opening crawl and it doesn't matter what follows, you just, you're having a good time. Yeah. No. yeah. Andrew Thompson wrote, I think that the best thing about Superman from 2000 to 2009 is Superman Returns. It brought Superman back into the mainstream and it was a really great movie. Also, I really enjoyed the one year later back in the action story from Kurt, uh, back in action story from Kurt Busiek because it showed that even without his power, Superman still does the right thing, even if it would cost him his life. Well, thank you, Andrew. Next up is Ismail Perez, who wrote, My favorite uh, Superman mov- moment from uh, the past decade uh, would have to be the battle between Superman and Darkseid in the last episode of the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. That was a good one. Everyone, it, I, I've heard that brought up a lot. That's definitely one of the top ten for folks. Mike Poteet wrote, this was the decade where I really be- I really became a Superman fan by way of watching Crypto with my son, so it's hard to choose just one moment, but one highlight I don't think you mentioned on air was the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. Mm-hmm. The film now shares the tone of its predecessor with much more closely and restores much father-son material important to Superman Returns. I'm glad we have this version of the movie to add to our libraries. Me too. Yeah, good, good point. One. That's one that we didn't mention. So yeah, Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. John wrote, the biggest Superman moment in the last 10 years, a tough question. I can't really think of one big moment, but I guess finally getting a Superman JLA show that was more in tune with today's comics and was not the campiness of the Super Friends and incorporated aspects of the Superman animated series into the show was the biggest Superman moment for me in the last 10 years. Yeah, very good. You know, that was that was a really big thing, the Justice League show popping oh, yeah. out. It, 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 I, I remember... Uh, 
popping in and seeing that for, while on a vacation and not believing it was actually happening and wasn't camp. That was great. Um, Dave Lewis wrote, Hey guys, in response to your big question, my favorite highlights include the Lost Hearts story arc in February 2002. That was uh, John's, right? And, and and more recently, the Superman Brainiac storyline story by Jeff Johns. I also enjoyed the fact that they brought back Crypto and Supergirl. These are the major storylines I can fit in. And as always, keep up the good work. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, well, uh, that's going back to, to 2002, so good memory yeah, there. I, I didn't even know who Jeff Johns was. I remember reading that and giving it high ratings and then looking back and I was like, that was Jeff Johns? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, last but by no means least, we have Mikey B who sent in his answer as an audio file and here's what Mikey had to say. Hey, Steve. Hey, Neil. Mikey B responding to the big question of the month. Best Superman moment from the past 10 years. Back in 03, there was an episode of Smallville called Rosetta. I'd heard that Christopher Reeve was going to be on this episode. To this point, I had not watched any Smallville episodes. I hadn't read any comics in a long time. I hadn't watched the movies, Superman movies, in a long time. And I just heard that Christopher Reeve was going to be in this episode, so I said, well, I've got to check that out if he's going to be in it. After watching it and hearing the familiar music playing and, and you know, the, remembering how much I love the mythos of, of Superman... I instantly found myself running out to buy the box set of uh, DVDs of Superman movies so I could rewatch them. The next thing I know, I'm at the comic book store. I'm finding the Superman homepage and, you know, looking to find all the informa- Superman information I can. Um, that 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 episode was just uh, was just great. I I think that um, it just brought me back to when I was a little four or five year old kid. And my parents told me that. They had the happiest kid in the world when they took him to see Superman 2 in the theater. And then the, then the unhappiest kid when he heard it start playing again in another theater. And not, be, not being able to go in, I cried all the way to the car and probably all the way home. So as I said, uh, Smallville, Rosetta brought me back into Superman uh, fandom. And um, now I'm just loving it. And the site's great. And uh, this show is great. And it's great to participate on the, the show as well so uh keep up the great work guys okay so that's the big question from last uh, month's podcast our new big question is who would you like to see back as a regular cast member oh sorry who would you like to see back as a regular of the cast that has left or one of the guest stars who would you like to, that you would like to see come back as a regular cast member that could be somebody like perry white could be martha could be obviously jonathan can't come back he's dead uh, Black Lantern, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, obviously, <laughs> one would be Lex Luthor. A lot of people would like to see him come back. So who would you like to see back, or who would you like to see come as a regular cast member, whether it be an old cast member or a guest appearance? Uh, mention who you'd like and uh, and why, and we'll use those responses in our next Big question segment. Remember, you can send in your answers as a text message, as an email, and we will read them out, or you can send in your own audio answer as an MP3 file, and we will play that as we did with Mikey B. So get involved with the Big Questions segment of Radio KAL. Laura looks for an identity. How about... Power Girl. Taken. Well then, help me out here. Okay, okay. Well, you're kind of impetuous, a little impulsive. Hey! While the Regulator and his new friend look for trouble. Earth. I'd recognize the stench anywhere. I told you teleporting was faster. Let's get this party started. These people ain't gonna frag themselves. And as Perry looks inward for answers. No, no, this, this has nothing to do with Superman. Then... What's it about? The conflict between what's right and, uh, and what I want. They're not the same? Not always. Superman looks outward for results. I don't have your book. So you say. But I'm going to help you find it. The search begins in Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, issue 61, on January 27th, 2010. Only at PendantAudio.com. All Kara expected was a night out with friends. Let's go! Mm. Go for the pointer! Go, go, go! Come on, come on! Sweet! 
But basketball isn't the only game being played. Three, two, one. Is it just me, or did the lights flicker? And someone isn't playing by the rules. Oh, the scoreboard! Just gotta slip away. Whoa! There you are. I almost lost you in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't want to get separated. I think it's going to collapse with us and everyone else inside. What are we going to do? Tune in to Supergirl: Lost Daughter of Krypton, episode thirty-three, coming your way January twenty-seventh, two thousand ten. At pendantaudio.com. Bailey's bookshelf. Bailey. Michael Bailey returns with another trade paperback review, so I'll hand over now to Michael. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Bailey's bookshelf. This segment here on Radio KAL where I walk over to the bookcase, pick out a Superman trade or hardcover to discuss, and give you the lowdown on it. This month, we are hopping into the time bubble and traveling to the year 1997 for Superman Transformed. This trade reprints the stories leading up to the very temporary, as it turned out, powers and costume change that had Superman fandom in a tizzy all throughout 1997. Inside this rather smallish trade, because it's not the thickest of the the Superman trades I own, are Action Comics number 729 and 732, Adventures of Superman number 542 and 545, Superman numbers 119, 122, and 123, and Superman the Man of Steel 64 and 67. This was a, a really interesting time. In the Superman books, Superman had lost his powers during Final Night, and then got married and went on his honeymoon the very next month. And as you could tell from the issue listing, the books in Superman Transformed jumped around a bit, and only gave the trade reader what they needed to know about the story, which is a little odd for me, as someone who read the books week by week at the time, and well, still do, even though I haven't been to the shop in a while, I still pick up the Superman books. So, I have no idea what it would have been like to get this story in this format for the first time. In any case, there are actually two stories going on in this book. The first being Power Struggle, which details Superman's vain attempt to power back up. And this involved the Legion of Superheroes and him trying to get back to the Fortress and a little side trip uh, with the Harrys uh, from the... uh, Cadmus Project or the Gene Project, whichever it was called. I I always get fuzzy on that for some reason. Between this and the lead-up to the big change was the Revenge Squad storyline, which can be found in the appropriately named Superman vs. the Revenge Squad trade, and a month of what were essentially one-shots. The Man of Steel... The Superman, the Man of Steel issue from that month in particular seemed to be an issue all about everyone telling uh, Superman how great he was. It wasn't a bad story, don't get me wrong. And there was this whole thing with inner gang going on. But it was the next month where the where Superman Transformed picks up and we get the full lowdown on Superman's sudden change in powers and how he has to deal with them. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the details here, because I actually do recommend you read this story if you haven't. Even though I wasn't hot on these books at the time, with certain runs coming up in the intervening years, such as Joe Casey and Stephen T. Siegel working on the books, I have come to look at the year of Superman Blue, which at the end it was, you know, the couple months of Superman Red, Superman Blue, with a higher regard. It was odd. And it was different, and it was kind of bad in places. But other stories during that run were, were very, very good. And Tom Grummet was on the title. I'm a very big Tom Grummet fan. Ron Friends was drawing Superman. I really liked his stuff. And more than anything, this was an event, which is why I think the story got traded so fast. 
In all honesty, I would love to see an omnibus of that entire year come out, though I would rather you track it down in single-issue form, since, you know, you kind of have to at this point, uh, if, that, if you really, really want to read the story. Or you can hop on eBay, uh, get Superman transformed, because and, and, it's not really available anywhere else, and see if it is something you do want to look into further. <laughs> to kind of close it out this, this month, I, I really wish I was online at the time that this story was coming out. From what I understand, the homepage, which was extant at the time, uh, underwent some changes to reflect the new status quo, and it would have been really neat to see that, but I didn't get onto the internet till very late 1998. And that is it for this month, folks. Remember to check out From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast hosted by me and my friend Jeffrey Taylor as we go through month by month the Superman that existed from Man of Steel number one in 1986 and Adventures of Superman number 649 in 2006. We are just about to enter exile, and I think it's going to be a really exciting time for the podcast, because it was a really exciting time for the books. And now, back to Stephen Neal. Thanks, Mike, and we'll see Mike back again next month for another Bailey's Bookshelf segment. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Super secret soundbite time. Now... Where did our sound from last month come from, Neil? Reveal it, we please. We have Season 5 of Smallville, Episode Mortal, and five people got it right. That was uh, Tim Murphy, Nelda Moorman, Guthrie McLean, Ismail Perez, and Brian Lee. Well done to those five people for guessing that the sound came from Mortal from Season 5. Let's see if they and uh, hopefully more people can guess which episode of Smallville this new sound comes from. I know how hard this must be for you, but isn't the important thing that you're alive? Well, if you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound came from, use the super secret soundbite form found at the Radio KAL page and send your entry in. Each person who guesses it right will have their name read out in the next Radio KAL podcast and will gain the praise and the uh, admiration of Superman fans everywhere. Okay, Superman song time. Oh, what was the name of that kid that Lana had in Smallville in in Superman 3? Was it Billy? No, Ricky. Ricky, that's right. Yeah, so there's two ways that this song can go. It can be like, Ricky, get away from that thresher. Or it can be like, oh, Lana, oh, Lana. Which one is it? Well, it is a song titled Lana by by a band called the Smallvilles. Oh, I'm getting closer. (laughs) Which, incidentally, isn't about Lana as such. It's about Curses. Superman. Ah, yes. I'm wrong. But uh, we should uh, plug that the band, the Smallvilles, do have a website uh, at www.thesmallvilles.com. And uh, people can pre-order their album off the site. And this Lana song is on, on their new album. And uh, if you go to thesmallvilles.com forward slash Superman homepage you'll get a special offer with thrown in with the album. So uh, pre-order the album, buy the Smallvilles. This song, Lana, is on the album, and here it is. Did you ever get to the point when you couldn't see your hands in front of your face? It's time being green when life's on giant Kind to him, his face is still young 
there you go. That's the show for another month. Remember. Oh, that was that was not the song I expected it to be. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, remember that uh, if you have a song suggestion, you can email us and we'll uh, endeavor to play that on a future podcast. Also, if you've got a topic you want Neil and I to discuss, maybe there's something we forgot to mention this month around. Maybe there's something you think we should concentrate more on. Uh, maybe there's a trade paperback you'd like Michael Bailey to review. Or there's a big question that you'd like us to pose to the fans. All those ideas can be sent to us through the KAL feedback form found at Radio KL's webpage, at the Superman homepage website, and Neil and I will try to use those ideas in future podcasts. But for now, that's the show. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Steve. And as Perry White was said after a couple of cocktails, Caviar You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. Thank you.